You're listening to the We Are Libertarians podcast network. Find all of our shows at wearelibertarians.com. Welcome back to On The Run. I'm your humble host, as always, Remso W. Martinez. Go ahead and do me a favor. If you haven't already, follow me across Al Gore's amazing internet, starting on Instagram at OTR underscore Remso, R-E-M-S-O. And if you're not following me on Twitter, that doesn't surprise me because every day I go on Twitter and I'm just losing more and more people. I posted a meme about Jeffrey Dahmer, and uh, apparently they didn't like that either because Twitter can't take a joke. So if you're one of the few survivors... Good for you. If not, go ahead and follow me on Twitter at HeyRemso. That's H-E-Y-R-E-M-S-O. Today's topic is one that I want to say is near and dear to my heart, but it's actually more troubling when you start to think about it. The topic of MK Ultra is a topic that has jumped more into the zeitgeist of popular discussion, I want to say, over the last couple of years. You had Julian Assange doing a massive uh, data dump of CIA records. Records about MKUltra got back into the ether. You had a Netflix series called Wormwood that talked about the CIA creation of MKUltra. You had Charles Manson die a couple of years ago. Um, people had a rumor going out that he was on MKUltra. And now... Many, many, many more people, credible people, are starting to realize that this is real, this happened, and it could still be responsible for the actions of certain individuals today. Now, when I first heard about it, it was during my deep, 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 hardcore libertarian days in my late teens. Of course, every uh, punk rock anarchist is, is listening to Alex Jones in the late 2000s and all the weird stuff, the weather machines and all that stuff that comes out. And then eventually uh, you sober up, you go to work, you go to school, and then you realize that some of that was just bunk. But when it comes to this, for me to hear about MK Ultra almost a decade and a half after I remember first hearing about it. Makes me wonder what was right. Well, today we have EV Magazine contributor Luna Salinas coming on to talk about a recent article from uh, August, but the conversation has continued and she's done a little bit more of her homework than I have. Her article, which I'll go ahead and link to in the show notes today is MK ultra is more than just a conspiracy about how 11 got her mind control powers in stranger things. If you think it's just something talking about the Netflix show, you're in for a surprise. She goes into some pretty deep work talking about MK ultra, what it is, what it's done and what we need to know about it. Luna, thank you so much for joining the program today. Thank you so much for having me, Rem. So I'm happy to speak with you. So this is not a topic I ever expected anyone to ever talk about again. This was almost <laughs> put in the same realm as 9-11 truthers, uh, moon landing hoaxes, uh, magic bullet with JFK and all that stuff. You know, you brought it up and people would just kind of roll their eyes. Now something has changed. People are talking about it. People are actually starting to know that what used to be rumor has some truth to it. 
how, how did this come across you? How, what made you want to write about this? What made you jump into it? And, and let's just kind of start from there. Yeah, sounds good. So I would say that this sort of topic and this sort of category of history has become more interesting to me in recent years. And it kind of ties into how I got into writing to begin with, which was basically I would see this quote unquote news um, all over, you know, the internet, on TV. And then I would talk about it with people who were more informed than me. And they would say, oh, that's not, you know, what actually happened. Or they left this, this key piece of information out. And so that got me thinking, well, okay, what else are we being lied about? Or what else, you know, what other truths are being omitted? And through that, I sort of got into... I don't want to call it a conspiracy theory rabbit hole because that just has a negative connotation now. Like if you believe in conspiracy theories, you're a crazy person or all these sorts of, you know, negative things. Um, but I started exploring, you know, what has happened in history that people roll their eyes at, but, you know, has actually turned out to be true. And MK Ultra was one of them and I had the opportunity to to write about it for Evie um, because for me it made its resurgence with Stranger Things um, in the show the main protagonist Eleven uh, gets her superpowers uh, I'm pretty sure it's because when she is um, in her mother's womb her mother is the one who's subject to mk ultra experiments and it affects her as a fetus and she eventually grows up to be the superhero and so it's mentioned pretty prominently in the show and from there i actually saw a tweet from jack posobic pointing that out um and i think uh it got into the minds of people a little bit more um you know in in recent years and than than in previous ones i would say yeah the the first time it it really came across to me that mk ultra was something that was real and something that even the government mm -hmm. had to admit was true was when um whitey bulger was arrested i think five six years ago he died within the last uh two three years i think he i think he died a year after manson but Whitey Bulger, who was mm -hmm. one of the biggest Irish mobsters in Boston, is one of the most um, violent mafia figures ever. And he had gone to mm -hmm. jail. I think he had gone to Sing Sing prison or something like that. And while he was there, it, it's disputed whether or not he volunteered for the experiments or not. But Whitey Bulger was experimented on uh, in, I think, the late 60s, early 70s with LSD. Uh, he was experimented on with MK Ultra, And what they were basically trying to do mm. is they were trying to pull a whole clockwork orange on him. They were trying to figure out, can we make this violent psychopath compliant? And then all that did was that made him mm -hmm. even more violent, that made him even more distorted. So eventually when he got out of prison, he ended up just going and killing way more people and taking over all of organized crime in Boston. And it's one of those oh, situations wow. where it's just like, okay, well, that guy is real. The stuff that they talk about was real. The stuff he did is certainly real because there's a trail of dead bodies in the way. If it did it to right. him, I mean, what 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 can't it do to people? So as you as you did your research, let, let's go ahead and back up just a little bit. 
what specifically is yeah. MK Ultra? What was it meant to do? And what was the purpose it was intended to fulfill? Yeah, so a little bit of historical context uh, to start. After the Second World War, we as the U.S. were in sort of a precarious position because Russia were no longer our friends. Um, China, you know, we've always had a, a weird relationship with them. And so we were getting reports that these adversarial countries were making progress in the way of what they called back then brainwashing. And so that entailed all sorts of things, um, basically like making people all of a sudden be like, what, 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 what's the right way to phrase this? Like mind adversarial. Yeah. Mind controlled, basically. Um, to and bring so, out the most comic booky way of describing it. <laughs> exactly. Like there's no other better way of putting it that is succinct. So we'll go with mind control. And so the U S was seeing all these reports of mind control and thought, well, we got to get ahead of that. And so thus came MK Ultra, which was our, uh, the U.S.'s pro way to, to progress our own advances in mind control. And so it's not all one experiment. It's more or less a category, an umbrella of experiments that took place all over the country uh, in all sorts of different settings, like research at universities, um, prisons, uh, where else, um, any area where they, uh, people could of like, what's the word, like humble origins or like not a lot of resources, people that were maybe homeless or. So poor people who could be exploited. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, people who could be exploited, they, uh, they would be gathered up or, they would collect people who were willing to sign on to do some sort of research and they would run these experiments on them. And so kind of in the same vein as what you were saying with uh, that mobster, they would grab some people and basically put them through tremendous mental stress and it would produce all sorts of results, but they're, intention was to see, well, what can we do to get people under some sort of mind control? And for the U.S., I believe their goals extended further than just mind control, but also to potentially, like, make people act erratically, um, given certain triggers or given some sort of, like, input and so they would act erratically, which would thus make them seem less credible. So the idea is that someone could be out in the world, you know, um, behaving normally. And if they end up saying stuff that they shouldn't be or doing stuff that they shouldn't be, then some sort of a trigger could cause them to behave erratically. And then people wouldn't, they would lose their credibility. And so whatever they were trying to say, whatever they're trying to get out would no longer be regarded as something that could be could be true um yeah yeah there there are a couple examples that you go ahead and toss in your article one, one that has uh -huh. always stood out to me and, and i think that this is going to be something that comes out a bit more clearly 
maybe not in the near future, but eventually, I think in our lifetimes, we're going to see it, um, is the case of Sirhan Sirhan. Sirhan Sirhan was the individual who shot Robert Kennedy Jr. at the Ambassador Mm -hmm. Hotel um, when he won the California primary in 1969. And the reason why many people look to Sirhan Sirhan as an example as a possible uh, MK Ultra victim is the fact that he he according to his own testimonies and this is what he's been saying for over 60 years now um, because he's still I don't think he's in jail I think he's in a psychiatric hospital but he still says he woke up that morning he blinked and next thing you know he was being tackled by the police um, oh, wow. his, you know, his coworkers where he was working as a, as a waiter, as a bellboy at the ambassador hotel, they all said that he was acting strange. And when you talk to Robert Kennedy Jr. in interviews, when people go ahead and have interviewed him on this, uh, he has sat down of Sirhan Sirhan. He has actually sat down with the guys, doctors and everyone else who has been in close proximity of him. And Robert Kennedy Jr. has gone on and said that he does not believe that Sirhan Sirhan intentionally assassinated his father. He believes mm-hmm. that he was used as a ploy and he takes it a little, a few steps further. He thinks that the same people responsible for using MK Ultra on Sirhan Sirhan were the same people who used MK Ultra on Lee Harvey Oswald, who was the sniper who killed JFK allegedly. So mm-hmm. he think he thinks it's a whole thing and, and he takes it back to accusing the CIA of this in, in terms of like, actual like we we can point to mk ultra being responsible for somebody's actions it's always in that realm of it sounds like it makes sense but can we really prove it have there Mm -hmm. been provable mk ultra you know cases where people have done things while under control or is it still in that realm of it looks like it's very likely but you have to take the extra step and find the smoking gun so to speak I would say it's definitely a case of the latter. There's no, there's a lot of documentation on experiments that happened around the time period of MKUltra. Um, but as far as any instances where people are without a shadow of a doubt under mind control and then something triggered them to behave in a certain way that wasn't out of their own personal volition, I mean, there's nothing as far as I was able to tell in my research that that points to that. Um, so it's kind of a bummer. It's like, well, we know that these experiments took place. Like there's documentation of them happening. Uh, surprise, surprise, the government didn't want people to find out about this. So they uh, threw out a whole bunch of other documentation that maybe could have given us an answer to that question but it was it, it was uncovered ultimately through some uh documents being declassified that were a part of that time period but a, a part of those experiments and so that's how we got the government to say hey yeah this is something that actually happened and has gotten us to where we are today, where we know these experiments took place. But as far as any concrete like thing ha- coming out of this, that we're not really sure. Are, are there any major individuals or events that you look at as you were doing your research, mm-hmm. or even stuff that you might even see now, where mm-hmm. 
you come to the conclusion that MK Ultra could potentially be involved because that's the that's part of the dangerous thing about it. I, I had a friend who was a former journalist uh, uh-huh. during the Brett Kavanaugh hearings, and the the doctor who accused Kavanaugh of sexual assault and everything, he he tried to convince me that she was under MK Ultra, and oh. I. I don't know how I feel about that, but uh, I know that her husband was in the FBI, her father was in the CIA, and that her grandfather, who was also CIA, took part in some programs. Now, that could all just be a giant coincidence, but that's right. where, but that's where it kind of leads to things. It's like we, we begin to question what would make somebody act in a certain way, and then we see them. And I, I don't know if I can look at too many situations recently and definitively say, I think that person has been an experiment of NK Ultra, or mm-hmm. he's on something. There, there's one situation, and if this is coming out of left field, I apologize for throwing it on. <laughs> but recently, we went ahead and uh, passed the anniversary of the uh, Mandalay Bay shooting, one of the mm-hmm. deadliest mass shootings in America. We don't know anything about the guy's uh, motives. Almost right, nothing right. has been declassified about that. Uh, people don't even really remember the shooter's name, which I feel like a moron for because I knew his name like five minutes ago and I suddenly forgot. About <laughs> it. But it was one of those situations. Maybe it's, intentional. maybe it's intentional, but it's one of the situations where people are going to convince us that an investment banker who did many international, you know, government contracts and stuff like that, who was very wealthy, is suddenly going to go and commit a mass shooting. Now, people are evil. People are capable of absolutely despicable Mm -hmm. things without reason. But that was one of those things where it's like with every mass shooting now, everyone leaves a manifesto. Everyone has, you know, everyone was being observed by the FBI before something happened. Uh, Stoneman Mm -hmm. Douglas, you know, uh, all all these other things, the, the New York synagogue shooting. There's always like something that as soon as the shooting happens, it's like, look at all this evidence we have. With this one, right. though, it was one of those situations where it's like if I were to if I were to point to something in recent memory being connected to a case where MK Ultra was utilized, I, I I would almost have to go to the Mandalay Bay shooting. Yeah, either MK Ultra or it was coordinated intentionally by some means, you know, likely with MK Ultra, or maybe he was paid off. You, you never know because. The details surrounding that are just insane because this was in an area where, of course, there's going to be surveillance. Like, how do you not have surveillance in a place like that? And we haven't seen anything of that sort that's showing any details or anything like that. And it's like, hmm, really makes you think it could have been orchestrated and, and done intentionally by the government and before people, you know, get up in arms about that, although I'm not sure if your audience is the the kind to do so, like the government has done very nasty things deliberately and, and not, you know, hundreds and hundreds of years ago. Um, there was a case where, oh man, I'm forgetting the name of it right now. Um, but basically they subjected a bunch of black men to syphilis and were it's a experiments yes Tuskegee. Yeah. thank you i was like it starts with a t i can't remember that was that that was one of their first attempts to not only create uh you know soldiers that would be impervious to many uh different diseases and stuff they were trying to create super soldiers out of that mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. And what came out of that was a bunch of deaths, a bunch of needless suffering. Um, even when penicillin was adopted as the the way to treat syphilis, the clinical way to treat it, uh, a lot of people had to die for that. And, you know, was really for, for what? For the government to try to further its own cause, further its own knowledge about, you know, whatever wanted to know and people had to suffer. And so to me, that is evidence, you know, enough that they could still very well be doing that sort of thing today. This is why when it comes to to many things that have happened since the Tuskegee experiments, nonetheless, mm-hmm. MK Ultra, which was which was uh, created and conducted by the CIA. And by the way, right. the, the person who created um, LSD under uh, a portion of the MK Ultra program initially, yeah, yeah, uh, he ends yeah. up jumping out of building like he killed himself. And oh, then no the C- and then the CIA, it's in that documentary Wormwood, which is insane to watch but he killed himself and then the cia went ahead and told his family that they were ruling it a suicide when they did an internal investigation and they didn't tell his wife or or anyone what he was working on so for for almost you know at least his son's entire life because they interview his son in that his son thought that his father had just killed himself um but you know when, when you look at situations like that that that's why i was so I, I was so bothered with what they were doing with the COVID vaccine mm, at, at, in mm-hmm. 2020 when they first started ruling it as uh, something that the military could take. And it was still in its experimental phase. Mm-hmm. They didn't know whether you were going to take a Pfizer or Moderna or something else. Uh, now we're seeing the the secondary repercussions of it long term. We're starting to see um, you know healthy young men and women who are suddenly dealing with myocarditis. You're seeing them dealing right. with, uh, with, with uh, tinnitus and and other other long-term ailments as a result of that. And uh, a few people got mad at me recently. I went ahead and said on Twitter, and the offer still stands for anyone listening who's active duty military, if anyone is getting an involuntary discharge because of their refusal to participate in the, it, it, you know, take the COVID vaccine, so they're getting kicked out because of that, I'll go ahead and do, uh, you know, resume and cover letter reviews, job assistance for free for anyone that's dealing with that. And, and I feel so strongly about it. People got mad because they're like, well, you know, the military makes you take so many vaccines and you have to take all these things that you don't get a choice on. And it's like, yeah, I know I was a soldier. I got all the vaccine. Mm-hmm. I got all the shots. I got <laughs> I, I got an anthrax shot. And how often had the military ever been exposed to anthrax? Never. No, no U.S. soldier has ever been exposed to anthrax. They went ahead and said that Saddam Hussein in the 90s was going to go ahead and throw Scud missiles and anthrax at U.S. forces. He never did in the Gulf War. He never did in the invasion of Iraq. He never did. But they still go ahead and force anthrax shots on soldiers. So, you know, I look at that. And then when you just think about what they were doing when in the aftermath of the atomic bomb, when we were experimenting with it in New Mexico, we were telling soldiers to go ahead and pack up all their gear and walk towards the mushroom clouds. Oh my God. And then when they're getting, you know, cancer and they're dying from, you know, radiation poisoning and everything else, what did they get? They got nothing. They got nothing. The families didn't get anything. They weren't allowed to talk about it. That, that's how the government sees people. The, the government sees mm-hmm. people as expendable. And that's yeah. a thing that's like, you know, that's not a secret. I saw that on History Channel. Like, I'm not I'm not going to like the far reaches of the dark web. This a lot of the stuff is in the Library of Congress. And, mm-hmm. and that's why it, it's so frustrating to talk about with certain people. When when your article came out in August, 
what, what was the reaction you got? Did you get any pushback from your editors? Did you hear anything from readers, friends, anything? Not really any real pushback uh, from what I could tell. There were some people that were actually going along with what I had written. So I'm grateful for one for That's the editors good. for being so, you know, okay with they really let me write about almost whatever I want. And since my interest is mainly in like these conspiracies and sort of like, oh, well, what's the truth sort of things. It's it's great to have a team that's like, oh, yeah, you can write about this. Um, the only uh, kind of standard that I'd like to hold myself to is like keep it to what is pretty irrefutable. And so that's sort of the problem with these sorts of things is like, well, there's all these docu- this documentation around it. And there's a whole lot more out there that isn't backed up by any like real irrefutable evidence that you could show someone who's completely uninformed. And then they'll be like, oh, wow, that's, I get it now. And so there's sort of a limitation there. But as far as pushback from readers or from friends or the editors, I'm grateful that there was pretty much nothing but support on that front. And a lot of people were saying like, oh, I didn't realize this was going on or wow, like it goes so deep. And so that's the sort of response that I was receiving and I'm grateful for it. Do you think people would have been less open to it had they not already seen some of it on stranger things because as as you mentioned earlier mm-hmm. for for some reason and i gotta be honest with you i've never watched that show <laughs> I, I i know what it's about i'm actually wait is it over over or is it going to be over i think there's one more season I, i'm gonna go ahead over. and wait for the whole thing to end and then i'm gonna binge it I'm just mm-hmm. going to watch everything. Like no one's going to hear from me for a couple of days uh, until <laughs> it's all done. But like, it, it, it's like until that happened, that's when more people got curious and they started doing mm-hmm. a little bit of their own digging and they didn't go as far, but now you say it and it's like, Oh yeah, you know, I've heard of it. Yeah. I think that might be real. D- do you think it would have been as normalized if that hadn't happened? Or do you think it's good that that happened? So then you could keep the conversation going. I think that it being referenced in pop culture like that, I'm not sure if that not happening would have made people less receptive because I think it was that and frankly COVID because people were seeing in live action how the government would go back and forth on all sorts of things. One day the COVID vaccine is completely safe to take, you know, an efficacy rate in the 90s. And then you come to now, and I want to say the efficacy rate is in the 60s or the 70s. And as you mentioned earlier, there's a lot, we're seeing a lot of health complications come about that uh, have come from the vaccine. Previously, really healthy people are suffering myocarditis um, in women. I know, I, I understand there were some pieces on Evie talking about this, but in women, their uh, menstrual cycles would get disrupted from from the vaccine. And we were talking about that, I want to say in April of 2021, and it was dismissed as conspiracy. And now you're seeing, I believe it's the Washington Post basically coming out and saying what we were saying back then. And so 
to come back to MK Ultra, I think people are more receptive to that and thinking about, oh, if this is real and there could be um, implications that are still affecting us, in part because of its resurgence in popular media and then also uh, due to the government basically exhibiting sort of the, what, what was uh, happening with MKUltra, like trying to keep things secret and then things coming out um, inevitably due to more evidence, more anecdotal uh, research and that sort of thing. Yeah. I mean, the, the last two years alone have just been so weird. It's like all mm-hmm. of my like, you know, teenage fever dreams suddenly showed up. It's like one minute, you know, <laughs> we're hearing about bioweapons being made in China, massive mm-hmm. pandemic, the whole alien situation. I, I've spoken a lot about how in 2020, the government just basically admitted something weird's happening and we all know what it is. I, I mean, suddenly all, all of a sudden people who I would never have this conversation with, uh, with were like, oh yeah, no, that's totally a UFO in that footage. I mean, it's just <laughs> such a weird time to be alive. Like, I, I, don't, I, don't say, I don't say this, like, with glee or anything. Like, these are things that you don't want to be real. It's cool to talk about, but you never think it's real. But I think as I've as I've had to really think about a lot of it, it's like, it's not that I don't want it to be real. It's that, and I think maybe this is validation that I'm a good person at heart. I can't <laughs> believe that we live in a world with such evil people. We know oh, evil yeah. exists. We have examples of evil. But when you actually see it and you actually know for a fact that these people deliberately knew what they were doing and they did it anyway and they're unapologetic mm-hmm. for it, that's what bothered me. Yeah. And, and with the, all these situations, I mean, for, for me, it goes back to when I was a soldier in, in my late teens, early 20s. And I, I learned about how the how the government was experimenting uh, with their nuclear and atomic weapons, and they were just telling soldiers to go and walk. I mean, that was just yeah. like you know, you you know what it does. There has to be another way, and those men didn't know. You're sending them to their deaths. Yeah, it's like th- those people. Th- they're. They, they, they weren't just a one and done generation. Like that's, there's just, just something up with people. And I mean, that's why I've, you know, even now as, as Biden has been trying to continue to coax us into believing that he's running the most transparent administration in office. It's like, no, this is, this is what <laughs> happens regardless of who is, who is in the white house. This is regardless of what party is in control. There's something wrong with heavy concentrations of power and that these people have a horrible track record. And if it oh, probably yeah. and if it is bad, if it sounds bad, it's probably true because they haven't <laughs> done much to validate otherwise. Yeah, totally agree. If it's if it's as you said, if it's bad, it's probably true. And honestly, the more I read about it, if if the trail leads back to the CIA, I mean the the trail to evil from evil seems to lead to the CIA almost. It's just ridiculous. Um, we, we got to wrap things up, but on that yeah. note, I am curious. I've, I've got one more question. A, a lot of, a lot of these things usually do go back to the CIA. And as I mentioned, MK ultra, the experiments started within the agency. And I think a lot of people forget what the purpose of the CIA was. The purpose of the CIA was just to collect foreign intelligence and to give reports back to Congress and the president. And now it's it's turned into this giant global clandestine paramilitary operation who's trying yeah. to do, do, do like the craziest things. Do, do you believe that 
and I'm only I only feel comfortable asking this now because many conservatives have suddenly jumped on the defund and abolish the FBI train. Do, <laughs> do you think that the CIA is ultimately a force for good? I want to say no. <laughs> if it's a so on, it, I. I I don't know where I am politically. So for lack of better phrasing, I'll say I'm politically homeless. Like I have pretty conservative it. values, but I think the government's just evil, man. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> not, not all of it, of course, but the way that it's expanded, the way that it is now. I mean, the fire department has never tried to mind control me. That's true. That's true. <laughs> so not all of it, but the federal government, I'll say. I I just think it's no good. Um, honestly, anything I hear out of them, I'm just so wary about because you don't even have to go that far to 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 see the ugliness, to see the evil that they've caused, and they just lie and they just get away with it. So uh, to answer your question, I don't think it's a source for for good at this point. I think too many people who have money who have whatever you could want in life they they're looking for power and so that's where they're at and that comes at the expense of a lot of good people and you just got to be careful luna if people want to catch up with you online keep up with the rest of your writings and everything else how can yeah. they do so yeah so uh, I post my writings on my Twitter. It's at the Luna Salinas, uh, the Luna S A L I N A S. And you can also follow me on Evie Magazine and just look up uh, in the author tab for my name. Luna, thank you so much for joining the show. I appreciate it. And I know my audience definitely has. Thank you, Rims. It was so great speaking with you. Folks, if you appreciate conversations like this, if you want to keep it going so we can go ahead and get in front of more people with important conversations like this, please go ahead and leave the show a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, wherever you're listening to us across Al Gore's amazing internet. Please consider leaving us a five-star rating and review. That would do so much. It costs you nothing, but it means everything to me. As always, I'm Rumsa W. Martinez. Be safe, be good, good night.